The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to episode 48 of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, the show that delivers a weekly injection of wedding planning inspiration and information, along with a healthy dose of real talk. Today, we're asking the question that all couples probably ask themselves at some point in wedding planning. Should we just elope? We love elopements here at One Fab Day, particularly as the format evolves and couples get more creative with small weddings. But we firmly believe there are right and wrong reasons to choose an elopement over a full-blown wedding celebration, which we'll be exploring in greater detail in this episode. Selena, I've always firmly believed you're going to run away to Vegas on me. Literally this week, I think I was writing a feature on where you can get married quickly in a hurry with a short lead time. Mm -hmm. And I did browse some Elvis-based weddings yeah um you can have elvis marry you in vegas but you can also get a package where there are two elvises that duel and it's one elvis from the 70s era and one from the 50s era and i shared this with my other half and he asked if how much it would cost to make the two elvises kiss so that's kind of where I'm at with it. If that's not a proposal, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so basically it's going to happen. Um, no, in all seriousness, I definitely could be the kind of person who would elope. Um, even when I was writing this episode, I found it quite hard to come up with cons. I was like, Claire, you might have to go over the cons of eloping. I find there are loads of pros. But I also know it's not for everyone. And I also know that if you're doing it for very kind of last minute reasons or you're doing it out of frustration with planning a bigger celebration Mm -hmm. it might not be for you no there's definitely other alternatives to dealing with those kind of situations so yeah we're going to talk as well about some of the compromises between an elopement and a full-blown wedding for those of you who might be in the middle one fab day expert wedding tips Everything we do here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast is designed to help you plan an amazing wedding day and enjoy the process as thoroughly as possible. So with that in mind, we make sure to include a handy piece of advice in each episode. Now, Claire, you have chosen this week's tip. I have. So this one struck me as we were listening back to our How to Have a Laid Back Wedding and I came up with an idea. Um, So you know the way we often advise you to write a personalised note? Well, I thought as an alternative to that, you could leave a little note in everyone's place about some one near them and like maybe a little nugget of trivia about them or like the most interesting or the most funny thing about them and then that way it'll generate people talking so this is to get people mingling at the meal yes um like a little info card maybe at each person's place setting that says something about here's information about the person to the left of you for example yeah exactly so i came up with some for like the guests that that were at my wedding oh okay i had gary plays the accordion Naomi grew up in Zambia. Karen was once in a girl band. And Selena's favourite TV show is The Golden Girls. It absolutely is. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, so I think it'd be a fun way that like if your auntie's sitting like down the table a bit from your friend and then you can get chatting about like how you both love gardening or whatever. I love this. So yeah, would you put like a list on one table or? No, I think I put one nugget on each one. Okay. And then that way it kind of introduces those two people to each other, but maybe have it that like the person's too down so that everyone gets involved in the conversation. Okay, so that'll give you an incentive then to talk to more people at the table. Yeah. I love this. And also fun for you as a couple to come up with the things. Yeah, definitely. It's a nice way as well to think about your guests and for them to know like what was the thing that they picked about me. So it could be, yeah, like a piece of trivia or it could be like a funny story from their past 
or something that you just know that they'll like to talk about or they'll feel comfortable talking about. So say it's an uncle that you don't know very well, but you just know that he loves to talk about tractors. At least you'll get him started and then he'll be at ease and he can be talking about tractors. Oh, I want this to be at a wedding I'm going to. (laughs) Can you get married again? (laughs) Sure, why not? (laughs) So our producer just pointed out the most genius twist on this is to have them be anonymous. So you just say one person at this table was in a girl band, one person at this table plays the accordion and everyone has to guess who it is. I love it. A great game to get people mingling at the start. I think this is arguably even better than your idea. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Ian. (laughs) The One Fab Date Wedding Podcast. When wedding planning gets overwhelming and the amount of money required seems impossibly large, couples often consider ditching the big party altogether and jetting off to a far-flung location with their other half. But how do you know when an elopement is the right move for you and your partner? That's the question we're aiming to answer today and I think we can all agree that it's not a decision to take lightly. Elopements can be just as gorgeous, romantic and fun as a more structured wedding with lots of guests but only if the couple is 100% happy with their choice. So with that in mind, we're going to kick things off by chatting through the pros and cons of eloping. Yeah, so seeing as you're such a big fan, I think you should take the pros. Yay! (laughs) Um, Everything about it sounds great to me. Okay, so the pros of an elopement. And I suppose we should define an elopement is you and your partner going somewhere to get married with no guests. Now we'll talk a bit about the variants later. Yeah, generally it's overseas, but it might just be down the country or head into yeah. the city someday or something yeah like that. we've featured elopements on the site that were in the couple's own city or another part of the country they lived in yeah so we're talking here about the classic elopement so the pros it's less expensive than a full wedding with a seated dinner band that's naturally just going to happen because there are no guests it requires less work than planning a full wedding as there are less kind of parts to organize and you're not considering all of these guests all the time mm. In most cases, it takes less time to arrange from start to finish so you can be married faster, if that's priority for you. It's much more intimate. So some couples will just prefer to celebrate relationship milestones in private. That's just how they feel about it. Um, You can plan really exactly the kind of celebration that you want with an elopement. So you and your partner might have to compromise on something between the two of you, but you really don't have to compromise for anyone else because no one else is involved. So all the decisions are made with yours and your partner's preferences in mind, which is pretty sweet. It involves fewer on-show moments. So shy couples will like this bit. Um, Not everyone is comfortable with a big party. Yeah, I think this is a big one for a lot of couples. There's something, if you're remotely shy, there's something really unnatural about standing in front of, even if it's 20, 40, 80 people. Yeah. And declaring your love for your other half. Like, that's not something you do every day and it can be really nerve-wracking. Yeah, and I think a lot of couples are a bit shy about it and they do it and they're delighted in the end that they had the big wedding. But it is kind of something you don't even have to worry about with an yeah. elopement. You can mm-hmm. just, like, strike that right off your worry list. Um... For couples with complicated or difficult family situations, an elopement might be easier than navigating the politics of like throwing a big family party, potentially a surprise element. So elopements allow you to surprise your friends and family with the news that you're married. It won't work for everyone. Everyone's friend and family circle won't appreciate (laughs) it. But it's a cute idea. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of coming back and then maybe asking everyone over for your birthday or something and then being like, by the way, we got married. Yeah, and showing them a picture of you on a beach. Mm. 
It often involves a trip away somewhere, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. And you can combine that with a honeymoon as well, if you're so inclined. And it's exciting. Like, it's definitely not the conventional way to get married. I couldn't really find any statistics on how many marriages are elopements, but I'm going to guess like a couple of percent. Like, yeah, it is um, a unique way to do things. And I think it's a cute story that you'll always have that, yeah. you know, always when you tell your kids and grandkids about it, they'll kind of know that like you were happy enough to do things differently. Yeah. And I think having a secret is always so fun and exciting and novel that having that as your build up ahead of your day will really hype it up even without all the people around you. Yeah, definitely there's like an extra kind of like sparkle factor with an elopement. So if all of that just got you really excited, then you might be team elopement. But if you're still on the fence, these are the cons. So family and friends may take issue with not attending your wedding. Again, that might not matter to you or it might be really important to you so it is something to keep in mind and you're missing out on the opportunity to gather all of your favorite people in one place which does not come along every day and is often the thing that people say is the most special thing about their wedding day yeah that they had everyone in one room and you're giving up on the chance to experience the big wedding moments that you may have always dreamed about now again this won't be for everyone but if you have thought about maybe walking up the aisle with your dad doing a first dance having all your best friends with your bridesmaids having the speeches all of that you're kind of are like shelving that if you, you are for yeah. an elopement really yeah uh, the photography and videography from the day will be very different so there's obviously no family photos and a bit less of a setup but you'll get stunning portraits but again you might just be missing out on some of the shots that you might like to look back on when you're older um, it probably won't feel as momentous as a full wedding and there is a chance that it might feel anticlimactic so when you think of that big like you may not kiss each other moment and everyone's cheering and there's yeah. rice being thrown and all of that and like it is really exciting I'm sure if you're on your own but yeah it just might not be what you expect and I think it's important to keep that in mind and you might not know the people you end up actually spending the day with. So I remember seeing an elopement when I was on holidays and the couple ended up sitting at the bar with like a load of people they'd met at the bar, mm. which could be totally fine for you. And that's what you're expecting. But you do end up spending it with maybe the staff in the hotel, the photographer, the people you pick as your witnesses off the street. Yeah. So it's just important to kind of keep that in mind. And the last one, which... Might not be a big con for some, but will be for others. You probably won't receive any gifts. <laughs> yeah, so I think how you've reacted to what we said there is a big part of knowing whether an elopement is for you or not. Like, for example, I remember we had an elopement on the site, Claire, and the bride was getting ready in a and b and the B&B lady was, like, zipping her into her dress. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cute, because I like the idea of, like, the spontaneity of that yeah. and you were like but why isn't it her mom or her yeah. friend <laughs> you know so I think just listening to us talk about these things you'll figure out where you come down on mm. and it is a lot about expectations and how much stock I think you've put in the idea of a full wedding with loads of guests over the years yeah it's really about a gut feeling and if you get a bit of a sink about the idea of not having maybe your best friend or your parents at your wedding, then it's probably not for you. There will be nerves about whatever decision you choose. Of course. But I think it's an it does come down to a bit of an instinct call here um, as to what you decide. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say, 
oh, I've just decided that I want a full wedding, but it's too expensive. That that to me isn't a good enough reason. No, because there's workarounds for everything. Mm. And I definitely think like really picture the day hard. Both sides, picture the day with, even if you have 20 guests, like picture how that will feel and look and how you'll remember it. And then think about if it's just the two of you and how that will feel and how that will flow. And then you'll get a good sense of it. Absolutely. And as always with weddings there's no like black and white there are well there are blacks and whites and then there are many many shades of grey in between yeah so I have come up with a few of those these kind of in between an elopement and a full wedding yeah type weddings have become a lot more popular in recent years yeah, so we feature a lot of them on the site we've been able to actually see how real couples do it and how it works yeah um so a few ideas yeah of how that can go um, so eloping with family is a really popular one. Sometimes these start out as an elopement and family members invite themselves along. One mam is like, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> and other times it's that the couple decide that they can't do it necessarily or they don't want to do it without their potentially their partners or a handful of extended family, siblings or a couple of friends. So that's a classic elopement, but with a few more people thrown in, basically. Yeah. And I think it's a nice way of going overseas, but not feeling the pressure of a destination wedding. Yeah, because a destination wedding, as we've said many times, lots of people want to go to one. So (laughs) you probably won't be able to get away with only bringing three or four people. Yeah. So the next one is an elopement and a party. So what I'm talking about here is a classic elopement. You and your partner, off you go somewhere nice, get married, come home and then you have a party with friends and family. Usually this is informal and inexpensive and that's because that's part of the motivation for a lot of people yeah. of having an elopement. Yeah, so you can have it more of a like function room stand-up kind of party with some food platters as opposed to a sit-down meal. Yeah, so it doesn't necessarily translate to a full day of a wedding where entertainment needs to be thought of from 1pm yeah. to 1am. Yeah. It's more of a like evening affair. Uh, The next two options are very similar. So it's either having a private ceremony, so just with the two of you, or a small ceremony, so maybe just a handful of your closest family and friends, and then having a party afterwards. So often this would be maybe a registry office ceremony or a simple civil ceremony um, or a small church wedding, and then afterwards having the bigger party generally on the same day. It doesn't have to be, but that often works better. Um, But again, it's just an evening party and it doesn't come with all the pressure and formality of a traditional wedding. Yeah. Now, the next one is one that I love and might sway me away from the Elvises is a very small wedding. So this is basically a mini version of a classic wedding. So a wedding ceremony and reception in one area might be in two or three locations but one rough area on the same day but you just have a really small group of guests so we've had loads of these on the site often there's somewhere between like 10 and 30 guests Mm -hmm. is where this seems to work well so sometimes depending on your families you know some families are just not going to fit into a 30 person guest list yeah um but that is one to consider as well if you want to eliminate um i suppose the element of big intimidating room full of people and also these kind of weddings don't necessarily have like a band and a dance floor and a party element yeah they're more conducive to like wrapping up a bit earlier and just having like a ceremony drinks dinner yeah they're often um in restaurants which is really nice Mm. means you can put more of an emphasis on the food and the meal and less on the like big blowout party bit the rest of the trimmings yeah yeah um and then you can also be a bit more creative with your venue too and get somewhere that you really like as opposed to like 300 people in a function room somewhere yeah um 
so yeah it's a nice way for a couple who want a really curated feel to their day definitely and the last one I've basically invented I don't know if anyone has done this (laughs) but it's an elopement with a plan to have an anniversary party Mm. maybe on your one year anniversary maybe five ten years down the line I think you know this is worth considering if let's say you're in a certain stage of your life you might want to get married for you know some kind of legal or tax reasons you're really happy with your relationship but you just don't have the money or the time or the effort Mm. you're not in a place to plan a party it'd be nice to do an elopement thing and then you could say to people listen put this date in your diary this time next year we're gonna have a party yeah yeah there's a lot of reasons why couples want to play down the event of their wedding it might be you know family circumstances tragedies in the family or something yeah Yeah. and it's important to you to get married but it's not that important to you to have a big celebration yeah and Honestly, like we've talked about this before, it can seem a bit mad that you get the big party at the start of your marriage when by five or ten years in, you've really earned the big party. You sure have. So I do think that's a lovely way to mark the full on like legitimate achievement of hitting five or ten years of marriage. Yeah. So there's lots of options there for people who are like, I'm not sure I'm in between elopement and big blowout wedding. I think it's really important for people to realise like when you're staring down a giant wedding and the... 20 30,000 that's going to cost. Yeah. It can be so off-putting and you do think oh we just have to run away. And there are a lot of in-betweens. Now, again, these won't be for everyone. Some people just really want the big party and there's ways to do that on a budget as we've discussed, but I think these are really nice for people who want something a little bit more low-key, intimate and don't necessarily want the big declarations of love in front of 50 yeah. people I think a good thing to do with this episode would be to listen back to our pros and cons and kind of maybe jot down the ones that apply to you yeah and figure out okay if it's about money what are we going to do if it's about me being really shy or my partner really not liking big parties how are we going to get around that yeah because sometimes you hear couples who say like oh, I just didn't want like the faff and the expense and the effort of a big wedding so we're just going to have like a small ceremony and then a small party afterwards by the time it gets to their wedding day it's essentially the same as a full wedding yeah because they've realized along the way oh but of course I want my friends there and of course I really actually do want a bouquet toss or whatever yeah um so I think it's important whatever you choose to know what things are the pros for you and what things are the cons for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And like with any wedding, it's about working out priorities and, and keeping things as simple as possible. So often we find these kind of small weddings where there's just a ceremony and a party, say, end up becoming more complicated because mm. the couple adds in a lunch with their family and then they need to get ready in a hotel and then suddenly the day has five separate parts when actually a more traditional wedding would have been easier to easier plan. Easier and probably roughly as expensive, you yeah. know, not hugely cheaper. Yeah, like you say if you have your ceremony at lunchtime and then you go somewhere for a drink and then you go somewhere for lunch and then you have to head off to your party in the evening. Like that all sounds really fun, but that's a lot of logistics. So do keep that in mind as well when you're looking at these other options. If the whole idea you had was to keep things simple, then do your best to keep things simple and not add in lots of different elements. Yeah, yeah. We did have a couple who had um, kind of a week of wedding celebrations. So I think yeah. they had a ceremony at the start of the week. 
Then they went on a mini moon for a few days. And then at the end of the week, they had like a party, a nighttime party with like finger food for their friends and family. Like that to me seemed like a lot of effort, but they loved it. And it was, yeah. it was right for them. And it's what they wanted. And they were happy to like milk it. Yeah. Um. So just think about stuff like that. Like, as we always say, there's a reason why weddings tend to come in formulas yeah there's something amazing about following the formula of a venue who have done it a thousand times before yeah so there's another couple actually who were in touch with us who had a family wedding day so say i think they had about 12 guests yeah they had the ceremony and then lunch i think um and then they had a night planned with all their friends and they had a cake cutting party which was for all the aunties and uncles but it ended up, I think they ended up ditching the cake cutting party yeah. because it was just becoming a third event that was essentially a mini wedding. Yeah. And yeah, it was just getting way too much. So it's just about, yeah, picking and choosing the elements that matter to you. If the ceremony is the most important element to you and you really want your close friends and family there, do that and then just have the lunch and don't worry about the party. If you really want to celebrate with your friends, but you just can't bear the idea of having a big ceremony, then you can just have a private ceremony and do the big party. Yeah. So hopefully you'll be able to come up with, you know, what's right for you. And if it's about keeping things simple don't plan five separate parties <laughs> yeah. would be our words of advice um but for those of you who are on team elopement mm-hmm. have decided they want basically a classic elopement or something very similar to it yeah we've put together our top tips yes so the number one tip that we have to give you is to ditch the guilt so you can start apologizing when you're yeah. supposed to be telling people your really exciting news. So either you're telling them before you go or after. But know that you're doing it for you and you don't have anything to feel sorry for. You're not putting anybody out. You're not disappointing anybody. People might be disappointed, but you're like, that's not your fault. That's on them. Um. So, yeah, try yeah. not to be like overcompensating for the fact that you decided to do something for yourself yeah I think most people go through life only having one wedding and it's yours so you should have a 50% say in how it goes yeah so there is an element of like well mom and dad you had your wedding you needed it your way and I'm having mine and doing it my way yeah and if they want to throw a party let them throw a party doesn't have to be your wedding as Claire always says I it's not my job to throw your family reunion yes <laughs> so our next tip for elopements is to have a reveal plan yeah so as much as I would say you know you don't owe your mom and dad a big wedding I would also say if you are having an elopement definitely it's important to be considerate about how you tell the news especially two close family members yeah so if you don't think a text message will go down well don't just send don't a text message from Aruba of you and your other half having just eloped that wouldn't go down well with most families I think. <laughs> um in terms of your reveal plan decide whether you're going to tell people before or after you go yeah after you go is wonderful in that nobody can object or no, give you have to be happy for you or try to talk you out of it um but again if you think people will be like you know fairly supportive then yeah it's a good idea to tell them before yeah some people with their parents in particular feel like it's better to give them a heads up yeah exactly so you'll know yourself with your own friend and family circle so if you do think someone is going to be upset about the news we would always say try to sweeten the pot so when you give them the news that you're eloping or you have eloped try to put a positive spin on it so announcing it via like a beautiful piece of stationery with a photo Mm -hmm. I think is nice because it's hard for people to be 
devastated when you're showing them like a really exciting photo of you and your partner kissing on a beach I think yeah yeah absolutely and to say like I don't think for most people everyone will be fine yeah it's just I think anticipating the people who might be slightly put out yeah yeah um another way to do it is um you could announce it with an invitation to the post elopement party so if you are going to have even a small drinks reception or night in a function room afterwards to celebrate that kind of means that the invitation is happening to the person as the news gets revealed yeah so that can take the sting out of it as well yeah definitely for anyone who you think will be disappointed potentially parents siblings best pals um maybe plan a special day out with them to celebrate so maybe have a nice brunch or a lunch or something like that um with them just to make sure that they're still included in all of your joy just not necessarily on the day itself if you're telling people in person i would say it's really important to prioritize immediate family members and close friends i don't think anyone would appreciate finding out through their friend on whatsapp or via social media it works maybe for some couples but i think you just have to be sensitive to the feelings of the people who raised you your siblings the friends who have been with you for years and years and years yeah definitely i think you'll know yourself um the kind of family you have or the kind of friend group you have how they'll receive it i also think it's good to think about the timing of it so some couples really like the idea of like leaving in a few months and then kind of dropping it as a bombshell maybe at christmas or something um again just have a think about that uh, or whether or not it's better to call around to your family the day you come back from your holidays um bring champagne bring champagne <laughs> that's my number one tip for this <laughs> so yeah it's just about having a think about what will go down well again we are like own your decision and don't feel sorry about it but just be considerate that's it really yeah there's no harm trying to throw an extra element in there to like sweeten people up as you deliver the news yeah I don't think and I'd say avoid a social media announcement until you've told all of the interested parties the key people (laughs) yeah um the next tip is to research the legalities now this is obviously important no matter what kind of marriage you are planning you should know the legalities in your area inside out This is especially important if you're getting married in another country because there might be notice periods, residency requirements, even something people don't think about is visas required to enter the country if you're doing one of those really getting hitched in a rush kind of things. Yeah. Um, So we have guides on the site for lots of different countries and um, areas, but... Um, always, always verify the information before you make any bookings because they're sub- these things are subject to change at any time. Yeah, yeah. particularly for same-sex couples as well to double-check that it's legal in the country you're going to. Absolutely. So you might think, oh yeah, we want to elope to New York, but you're not necessarily going to know if the New York state uh, marriage laws have suddenly changed. That's probably yeah. not going to come into your uh, feed. So or you need to double-check. it to be a public holiday that week and you're flying in and it turns out it's everyone's off all the civil servants are off that week (laughs) yeah Yeah. so absolutely just make sure you do your research i know elopements are supposed to be fun and exciting and spontaneous but like anything to do with weddings they require admin yeah a few hours of it will go a long way um and then make sure you make a plan for getting your marriage certificate and bringing it home with you so it depends on what's issued to you on the day or if you need to wait a week, make sure you're still there in a week's time to collect it. Yeah, or you can arrange for them to post it or something. Don't forget about your marriage certificate yes. and leave it in Aruba. 
I love that we're all about Aruba. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't know what the deal is with um, elopements in Aruba, but I'm going to go research that yeah, after this. I feel like it's a place people in sitcoms go on their honeymoon a lot. Yeah, I haven't really seen many um, Irish or UK couples doing it, but maybe no. we'll bring it back. Yeah, absolutely. I need to Google where it is first. Speaking of Aruba... If you are planning to elope, consider the location carefully. So again, our guides and real elopement features are a really good source of information um, and inspiration. We feature a lot actually of elopements to Ireland. Yes. Um, so a lot of US couples will come to like Cliffs of Moher or the Antrim Coast and um, things like that. Um, but then we also feature a lot of couples going overseas. So you'll get a lot of ideas there and see what's worked for people in the past. Yeah, they tend to be, so Ireland's really popular. The US is really popular because the marriage laws are quite favourable. And then you get a lot of destinations that are popular specifically for someone who wants a beach wedding. So like, for example, the Seychelles. But what we would say about those locations is it is helpful to get a planner, Mm. especially if a beach elopement is something you're thinking of because they often require a beach permit. And again, you could probably sort that out yourself, but is that something you want to hand off to a planner? Perhaps. Some of the resorts do offer packages and they'll liaise with the local council or local offices as well for you. Um, But double check if they are going to do that because some of them will look after the on the day logistics but not necessarily the legal logistics so just double check what's included if you're booking any packages yeah so like anything we say about weddings on this podcast to get that exciting feeling where you and your partner are heading to the airport and you know everything is going to be easy and breezy you need to be very organized and you need to be on top of everything yeah there are really good planners who specialize in local elopements in every part of the world mm. so I think it is a really good shape to go at one of them um, and do like don't be afraid to tell them if you have specific requirements because often particularly in like a very classic beach resort they'll have quite a cookie cutter formula for their elopements um, which on the day might necessarily be what you're looking for so do have a chat with them and tell them exactly what you're looking for the good thing about picking a location for your elopement that is very popular is that you'll find that there's quite a good elopement industry there. Mm. So these days you'll find there are like alternative and cool and quirky elopement planning services that might be more your style. Yeah. Um. So definitely shop around and look to see what the options are. Yeah. Don't just expect that everyone who gets married in Vegas goes to the drive through chapel because there are lots of different ways to do it and all different regions so yeah yeah, shop around and see if you can find something that kind of gels with what you've got in mind maybe you can do it on like an acrobatic trapeze at like a Cirque du Soleil show oh I would say you can can I do an entire post on Vegas elopements? Yes. The only thing is I'll spend like two weeks on this That's and it'll, okay. it'll apply to like There's three couples. nothing more important to <laughs> get on it. Nothing is a higher priority for me <laughs> and my workload than that post. Yes. Um, our next top tip is to book a great photographer. This is a must for an elopement. Yeah, just as much as any wedding, I think. You just want to have that beautiful, beautiful evidence. Yes. Um, a local planner will help you find a good photographer. But again, in different countries, standards vary. Be really careful if you're booking a package through a resort because often their photographers, the standards very wildly yeah um so ask for examples of work a lot of times if you're doing this you just book a package you trust everything will be fine then you get there and they show you the photographer's work and it's not great like 
even if you have a package, don't be afraid to just say, can we leave the photographer and do a bit of research and book your own photographer? Yeah. I just think it's a really important one to get right because, again, you'll have the memories, but your friends and family won't. So I think it's really nice to have a lot of photos to show them. I know we're always harping on about photography, but if you are eloping, chances are you're saving money on what might have otherwise been a big party style wedding. Yeah. I think it's worth finding the right photographer for you now that might mean if you're going to a region and you just can't find someone that might mean bringing someone from home with you which will be costly yeah um but again there's not a lot of overheads with an elopement so I think photographer is absolutely one to prioritize you want to be happy with those photos yeah you will look at them forever a lot of photography styles in say Europe and the US are very similar but it just tends to be the styles that are in fashion in other parts of the world just mm-hmm. might not be what you're looking for. So, yeah, that's why I think it can be worth bringing someone from home. Yeah. And if you are um, kind of exploring the idea of bringing someone with you, just bear in mind, of course, there will be travel costs that you'll have to cover for yeah. them. And we would just say, make sure you iron that out early so you're not getting any surprises later on. Definitely. Um, videography is another one to consider as well. If you have the budget for it, absolutely, I think... Yeah, it can can really capture the whole feel of a day. I was once a elopement videographer. What? (laughs) (laughs) So I was... You didn't put yourself up for this, did you? No, I was on a work trip where basically I was elopement and honeymoon testing on my own in the Caribbean. Okay. And pricks of the job. And... um, I was kind of sitting in the back, like I was up at the bar watching an elopement happen because the resort wanted to show me how an elopement worked. Um, so I was watching it happen and the groom came by and I was like, hi, sorry, I hope you don't mind. I'll just be sitting up here, but like, let me know if you need me to leave. And he was like, no, no, it's grand because they had like two strangers they'd met in the bar as their witnesses. So they didn't really mind who was there. And he went, oh, actually, if I give you my iPad, can you film the ceremony? And I was like, okay, sure. And he's like, yeah, like my mom will really want to see it. So I was like, okay, grand. So I'm standing there and like the bride had never met me. She walks up the aisle and I'm like filming her. And then like about halfway through, their memory was full on their iPad. But I, yeah, but I didn't want to put it down because I didn't want them to start freaking out being like, why isn't she filming? So So I just held it. it. And then at the end, he was like, did you get that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I got a bit of it. But then the the memory ran out. And he's like, oh, that's grand. I just need something to show my mom. So I think investing in a professional (laughs) videographer is my learning from this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, again, like for some couples, they're like, we literally just need a marriage license and we want to have a bit of crack and we want to have a fun trip. And that story won't horrify them. But <laughs> for a lot of people, it will. And they'll think, yeah. Do you know what? If I am, you know, going to be depriving is maybe too strong a word, but depriving my friends and family of a wedding, I at least want to show them a nice video. Yes. And I think as well, it also demonstrates, have a chat about the actual ceremony, who it's important. Yeah. Like if, if you want to be just the two of you, have that absolutely stipulated with, both between yourselves and to the resort and everything else. A lot of times, if you ever have been at those beach resorts, like people will be about 10 yards away on their sun loungers. And it's not necessarily the like romantic moment you imagine it to be or that the photographs illustrate it to be. Whereas then I've seen these like stunning elopements up on like a cliff top or 
on a totally deserted beach so I think it's worth yeah having a chat with wherever whoever's planning it or having a scout around where the ceremony will be to make sure it's you're striking the feel that you've wanted or that you've pictured in your head about the elopement. I think that's why Irish cliffside elopements are so popular because there's enough Irish cliffs for couples to find a lot of times private place and Mm. moment Um, and with beaches you have to be careful because any beach in a hot country is going to be filled with people yeah um so that's why again we say like be careful with packages and look into them sometimes they're great because a resort will have a private area of beach Mm. um but yeah just just bear in mind if you're imagining that your elopement will be completely private um it might not be depending on what you go for. Yeah, you might have a me standing there with an iPad. I'm sure you did a great job there. I'm sure the man was, was delighted. It was adequate. Um, <laughs> and our last point on photography and videography before we move on is don't forget to book hair and makeup. So you feel very glam on the day. Yeah, I would say if you're paying a professional to photograph or video your face, it's okay. Yeah. It's probably time to pay a professional to yeah. paint that face. Absolutely. Our next tip is to make it special. So one of the things I always thought about elopements before I worked in weddings was that they were all kind of like, we just decided on a whim and I'm going to wear something I already had kind Mm. of elopements. But we've been so impressed with some of the real elopements we've featured on the site. The style. The style, like the effort that's gone into things like flowers, um, food, even if it's just for two people. So I think try and find one or two areas in which to make a bit of a fuss of you and your partner yeah I think like you know we all have that idea of like rocking up to Vegas in your jeans or whatever and Mm. just wandering into a chapel but I think if it's nice to think about it as like your best date ever yeah and think of how much you'd get ready for like a really like exciting date night and the effort you might put into your outfit or your makeup or how you smell um, and where you go and the restaurant you choose and things like that. And you can also really like wedding it up. Like you can have the bouquet, you can have the cake, you yeah. can do a stunning big floral backdrop. It doesn't have to be deprived of all weddingness just because it's an elopement. No, absolutely not. And I know that part of your motivation might be that you don't want to spend tens of thousands on your wedding but I would say it's still got a year to pick one or two areas to splash out on so yeah. it might be the car that's taking you to the ceremony um obviously killer outfits are yep. always great um we'll talk a bit more about the outfits later um you might want to have like the most splashy ritzy meal of your life as your dinner yeah. you might want to book mega accommodation you might want to treat yourself to business class flights someday yeah <laughs> Like an elopement is an excuse to do those things, not yeah. necessarily all of them, but definitely you're allowed to treat yourself a little bit with yeah. one or two areas. Definitely. You're saving so much that it's absolutely worth splashing out if you can at all. Meet your celebrant ahead of time. So again, this is this idea of you don't think about who's actually you're spending the day with. So the cere- the celebrant at an elopement is a really key figure. Because if it's just the two of you, it's really intense, really emotional. And you want the right person leading that and who will set the tone and who will kind of fall in with the vibe that you want. You don't want someone who's really like 
I don't know, shouty or something like that when yeah. when the reason you wanted your intimate elopement was to have it be really like low key and romantic. And then likewise, you don't want someone really gushy if you're both quite like practical people and you are getting married for tax reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think there's some couples who will be like, roll with the type couples who are like, if the celebrant that we rock up to in the chapel in Vegas is ridiculous you know it'll be part of the fun yeah but I think if you're planning that kind of cliffside or beach elopement that you want to be really special and romantic you'll just be more at ease if you've at least had a Skype or a phone call with the celebrant yeah. obviously it's not always possible to meet them in person if they live in a different country um or you know maybe see if there's yeah any way to that you can have a chat with them just to make sure that you're all on the same page yeah it definitely depends on the kind of day you're planning but yeah if if the feel and romance of it is important to you then it's definitely worth and this goes to all the suppliers as well so the photographer videographer if you have witnesses from the resort just to kind of have a bit of a rapport beforehand anyone will be there for the ceremony I think it's a good idea to see if you can have a little pre-chat to see how you gel and if they have the same idea about what the ceremony would be like as you do yeah dress to impress is our next tip Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously, if you're the bride, your outfit doesn't have to be white. You don't have to have a white, big white dress. You don't have to no. have a fancy outfit. Um. But I think it should be something special. Yeah, an elopement really lets you have fun with your look. So you can go with like a jumpsuit, a mini dress, um, like a fun suit, some cool tailoring, whatever you want. But yeah, it's worth putting a little bit of thought and effort into your look, not just for yourself, but for your other half too. You you want to show up for each other. And make it feel really special and not like it was just another day and you threw on whatever. That was very tan, friends, from Queer Eye. <laughs> Show up for your partner. Show up for your partner and look good for them and respect them and yourself. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great excuse if you're having an elopement to throw out the rule book. Do something a bit zany that like if you're getting married in a church, you know, a sequin trouser suit might not be appropriate. But an elopement almost anything goes yeah and you can really be playful with your accessories too like you can have like fluffy shoes and big earrings and never yeah. fail we want to see all these photos please yes please. and the other thing i would just say is to check what your partner is doing yeah um just to make sure that your looks are somewhat consistent for the photos mm. um i think that should that goes for all weddings all but events you don't necessarily want to rock up to anything where you've gone way over and they've gone way under or, or vice versa. wearing the exact same outfit oh, as yeah. me and my other half did the other day to brunch oh. i mean it was only brunch so it didn't matter <laughs> but you know it was hilarious when we looked down and saw the exact same Aww. color palette cute made for each other um so yeah i would say definitely it's worth just a chat to see like how big are you going with this yeah um just to make sure like the photos the video it kind of looks how you how you want it to yeah definitely um thinking about the timeline and the structure of the day is really important a lot of couples will just kind of carve in okay we'll have the ceremony we'll get some photos and we'll go for food but a day is long <laughs> as we yeah. know there's 24 hours um so it's worth thinking about getting ready like are you going to do that together separately what time is your ceremony at and what does that imply for the morning? Are you going to have to spend 10 hours sitting around waiting for it or are you going to have it kind of around lunchtime or noon? Um, and then make sure you've left enough time then for the rest of the elements of the day. So if you're having an evening ceremony, maybe get your photos taken beforehand, things like that. 
Um, and again, because you may be in a new place, it's worth thinking about getting from A to B and how long that's going to take, especially if you're having maybe a city wedding and you're trying to navigate things. Mm, I would always say leave extra time for, well, leave extra time for any getting from A to B on a wedding day. But if you're yeah. in an unfamiliar city and again, you are, don't know that it's some kind of festival day that you didn't predict yeah. or plan for. Um, definitely be generous with the timeline and leave extra time. Uh, but yeah, as Claire said, you might identify like a big gap between like 3 to 6 p.m. where nothing is planned. Yeah. And see that as an opportunity for like something fun that you could do with your partner, you know, that yeah. you'll always remember. Like you might go and play around crazy golf or you might decide to have a delish couples massage or something. A nap. <laughs> or a nap. Ooh, a nap after you eat loads of wedding cake. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth as well thinking about after dinner because obviously when it's just the two of you eating, it doesn't take as long as a normal wedding dinner. Yes. So if you eat at seven, it's half eight and then you're like, okay, well now what do we do? So it's worth, again, if it's in a resort and it's packaged, so probably be a bit more of a structure. But again, say in a resort, you mightn't be as likely to want to sit in the bar with the people that you see every day at the pool. Yeah. Whereas if it's in a city, it's kind of exciting to be in a busy bar and you're a bit anonymous and no one knows you got married today and that's really fun. So it's just worth thinking about where you'll be and picking some location specific activities that'll work for you. Yeah. Um, and again, do your research. This goes for city weddings more so is like have a few bars picked for later, have the restaurant booked, things like that. You don't want to be wandering around after your wedding ceremony and having been on such a high then being like, hi, sorry, have you got a table for two? <laughs> Yeah, no needs that. I think you need to have a plan because there's nothing worse than having the what do you want for dinner conversation with your partner <laughs> on the day you got married. That is the one con I will accede I don't for know, what do you want? <laughs> like that would be hell to me. So yeah, make sure you have planned things. You have dinner reservations. You've maybe told if there's a bar that you know is really exclusive. You've yeah. booked a table, something like that. Yeah, definitely. My next tip. As you know, Claire, I love a budget. Oh, you do. <laughs> and it is to make a budget because, okay, elopements don't cost as much as a full wedding with 200 people, but they still do cost something. Yeah. And I think when you're assuming that you are doing the cheap route, mm. it's very easy to spend way more than you expected. Yeah, because we've all like gone on holidays and you book really cheap flights and affordable accommodation and then you drop 200 quid in duty free. I say we've all, you probably haven't. <laughs> I have. That's more of a Claire thing, but yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, it's about like not getting carried away with the extras. Um, so actually we have a good feature on this, which I'll link, which is how to not blow the budget at the last minute before yes. your wedding. And it's that kind of thing of like, well, we've done so well. And then throwing everything at it. Yeah. Like, I'm really happy for you to splash out in like a million areas and spend a ton of money on your wedding. But really what I want from you is to just know what you're spending ahead of time. Yeah. So like remembering stuff like, yeah, there's the costs of your marriage license could be anywhere from five quid to 200. So that's mm -hmm. something you have to factor in. Outfits, obviously, if you're having a bouquet, hair, makeup, photography, videography, a planner, the package, the planning service, if you're having an elopement planning service, help mm. you with things. Just know that all these things are coming up. Yeah. The dinner, the accommodation, obviously the flights, if you're going abroad, all of that. Just just have everything written down somewhere and know how much you're going to spend. Yeah, like it's totally okay if you still want to spend the 20 grand on yeah. this 
epic holiday and you're going to fly business class and you're going to stay in a five-star hotel go for it but it's just about yeah keeping track as always yeah so the next tip is um to do with the packages that we mentioned earlier is just to really really familiarize yourself with what's on the package read the fine print um they can be great just make sure you're happy with all the elements as you said claire like if they don't mention who the photographer is you know ask for that information maybe consider getting your own person if you're not happy with them you know shop around make sure that you're happy before you commit to any packages yeah look for lots of photos of previous weddings so it can just vary so wildly like the decor and how they will maybe like dress up your ceremony and it could be faux flowers on an arch which might be fine for you but won't be okay for somebody else and um, so it's just about making sure everything's to your taste which often when you get a package you don't necessarily have a say in um so yeah there will be an option out there for you but do do your research yeah yeah and i would say look at real weddings and the venue or the planners um website with caution so just because you saw one picture on instagram of this beautiful chapel doesn't mean it looks like that all the time yeah you never know the bride could have gone in with a two grand flower budget and that's why it looked like that yeah or they could have completely changed that room in the resort like yeah it could be purple now you know there's all of these variables so just make sure especially if aesthetics are important to you to know kind of what you're getting and don't be afraid to ask questions yeah and even the same goes for not a package but if you're having like a city hall elopement in San Francisco or New York just make sure that you're happy with like city halls very wildly from place yeah. to place so just make sure you're happy with where the, the building and everything else is to yeah. your taste yeah there's a reason why in a lot of city elopements or small city weddings you see photographs that are taken like on the street yeah and it's because the street looks better than the room and again that's probably fine for a lot of people who are going for a city hall wedding in New York or whatever but just to avoid disappointment just sort of try to familiarize yourself with what the room will look like so yeah if you're happy with like a boring brown room that's fine yeah but um just don't be surprised on the day yeah I was a little bit disappointed with how not disappointed because it wasn't our main wedding event but the room where you have the civil weddings in Dublin is a bit like a lecture hall in college yeah um, with the flippy down seats flippy down seats and blue carpet and it's perfectly adequate but it's not romantic whatsoever <laughs> yeah yeah so I think if you had googled let's say Dublin registry office and you had yeah. come upon a photo of city hall and you yeah. thought that's where you were going exactly. you would be devastated <laughs> with the blue carpet flippy yeah. chair room yeah but if you know that it's blue carpet and flippy chairs you know that's fine it's totally fine and our final tip for planning an elopement is to prepare for a bit of a come down. So this is true of any wedding, mm-hmm. but it may be a little bit more hard hitting if you have an elopement. Yeah, I think when you elope, friends and family tend to make less of a fuss about it. And that's natural because for one, they probably don't have an 18 month engagement period where they can be asking you, oh, what's going on with your flowers and your cake or whatever. Um there's also a possibility that they feel like which they shouldn't but they might think it's not as worthy of a load of hype and excitement because it's a different kind of wedding um and you can't do anything about that you know you can't force people to make a big fuss of you and be excited for you but just bear in mind that that 
there might not be the fanfare around an elopement. Yeah. Particularly if you're blindsiding people with the news. Mm. Um, they'll be really excited for you, really happy, but the, there's not really the same preparation to celebrate that you have with yeah. the wedding. Um, so yeah, it, again, just kind of prepare yourself for that. Yeah, and our tips for... Um, dealing with post-wedding come down from the episode we did all about this um still stands so we would say things like plan something fun in the calendar for after you come back so you're just not on a big down buzz yeah i love the idea of just having lots of mini celebrations so if you don't like the idea of doing a big party afterwards Mm. you can just go for loads of brunches and drinks and dinners and things like that yeah um and just remember that you have, if you've taken our advice, some beautiful photos to look forward to as yeah. well, which is another thing in the calendar that's going to be great. That's going to be a deadly moment. And then you can stick them all over the gram and send them to your family and everyone will then pour you with love all over again. Yeah, I think most friends and family members will be okay about this and they'll understand that you'll still want a certain level of excitement to be built around your elopement. Um, but again, this is about preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. Yeah absolutely as always <laughs> is as is our mantra so we hope you have found that helpful we hope you your decision has been made yeah if you are eloping that you've picked up some handy tips yeah and please tell us about your elopement i'd love to hear about it i would love to see a picture of you in your sequin trouser suit please mm. one fab day listener dilemmas now it's time for one of our favourite parts of the show where we answer one of your wedding related questions. Selena has been digging around our digital mailbag and she's chosen this week's dilemma. So this listener writes, my dilemma is about what to buy for the bridal party and the groomsmen. We originally said we would pay for all of their rooms as a gift, but that's eight rooms and it's now one of our biggest expenses. So what I'm wondering is, is it a prerequisite that the bride and groom pay for the rooms? Um... If we don't, will we be seen as cheap and ungrateful? What about a travel voucher? I'm really lost on this. I just want the presents to be useful and not generic. Yes, you have strong feelings about generic bridesmaids gifts. (laughs) I do. I just think that if you um, are in doubt, don't rush out and buy something at the last minute. If in doubt, don't rush out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is uh, my feeling on this. Yes. So, yeah, I don't think it is expected really in most cases for the bride and groom or for the couple to pay for the wedding party rooms. No. But it often happens because of the way venues are structured um, and the way you pay for your venue, they might say you need to have as part of your package 10 rooms booked minimum so that's often where this comes from um but i don't think it's expected unless you for some reason need your wedding party to stay in a particularly expensive hotel in that case i think you kind of need to foot the bill yeah if you're insisting that they stay where you're getting married and where you're getting married is really pricey then yeah i think you need to assist at least in some way um or offer alternative accommodation so not necessarily that you have to cover alternative accommodation but that you can say we'd love you to stay in the hotel with us but if you can't we know it's really expensive so here's like another hotel down the road yeah i think Um, the thing to remember is that the bridesmaids and the groomsmen they will be expecting to pay a certain amount for um their own accommodation so it won't be a huge shock to them that they have to pay for their own room like they would have to do that on any wedding yeah um certainly in ireland and the uk i think that's fairly standard Um, but again if there's anything particularly unique about the accommodation that makes it really expensive it's nice to offer 
uh, as alternatives I think a travel voucher is a really good idea I think that's actually way more practical than a lot of the like tote bags full of bridesmaid socks or whatever that you get yeah definitely again it's about tailoring it to the person so if you have maybe two bridesmaids that love to travel and someone else who loves to eat out and someone else who likes to go to a spa for the weekend Mm. you can get them all different vouchers again it's a little bit more work on your behalf but you can order them online it's not a huge job but at least then they're tailored to each person and you're not giving someone who has no intention of using an Aer Lingus voucher an Aer Lingus voucher exactly yeah I think um, in a perfect world you would have a document on your phone where you've been writing down gift ideas for each individual person for the past 18 months but if it's too late for that I think uh, your instincts are pretty good like vouchers are a really great idea I would steer away from things like jewellery and watches if they're very expensive because it's yeah. hard to know if they're going to actually be useful to the person, if they're actually going to yeah. like them. Yeah, because cheap jewellery isn't necessarily going to have the same impact. Mm. So you kind of have to spend if you decide to go for jewellery and in which case you might have paid for the rooms. Pay for the rooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, some of the things that are very common like for groomsmen, like cute socks to wear on the wedding day and a bottle of whiskey if you know they drink whiskey like those are popular because they're cheap and they're things that everyone can use and everyone is happy with um yeah i think there's lots of good ideas in there it's already great that you're putting so much thought into it though i think they'll appreciate the thought head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, I love this man, and there's no way that I'm going to give him up to some two-faced... Big-haired food critic. Now for something that's not your wedding. One of the biggest challenges of wedding planning is knowing when to set aside your to-do list and give yourself a well-earned break from the admin. 
And on that front, Claire and I have got your back. Every single week, we recommend something fun for you to do that's got absolutely nothing to do with weddings. So, Claire, you have prepared a recommendation for us today, I think. Yes. So, my recommendation is an Insta follow. And it's at comments by celebs. So, now it's a really big account. But I followed it when I had, like, 100,000 followers. So, I've been there from the beginning. You liked it before it was cool? I did. And the reason why I like it is because I don't like to follow celebrities on Instagram. And this is a great way of seeing what's going on without following 50 different celebs. And basically they share when celebs comment on other celebs' Instagrams. It's good for a bit of juice. Because, yeah, I'm with you as well. Like, I don't really want to see, like, Giselle on a private jet because I'm just going to be like, I'm not on a private jet and I'll get really whiny. But you do want to read about what Gwyneth Paltrow says on Giselle's post about being on the private jet. Yes. Okay, this is kind of genius. Yeah, it's really good. They're big fans of Chrissy Teigen, who I also really like. And they do Chrissy Teigen Sunday, where they do a roundup of all of her best stuff from the week. And they're also really, like, cool and feministy. So the people who run it. So they do like clap back of the week and it's someone who's like sassing some guy who gave them loads of hassle on their account yeah loads of mouth on their account and yeah so it's a really nice follow I think they also have a podcast which I haven't listened to again I try not to go too deep dive in celebrity culture but it's a nice way of just dipping your toe in getting a little bit of goss yeah without going full on e-news yes that's it I love it the one fab date wedding podcast that's a wrap on episode 48 of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for spending a little piece of your day with us. If you've got a burning question or comment, we'd love to hear it and we may even discuss it on a future episode. You can email us at hello at onefabday.com or DM us on social. We're at One Fab Day on all the major social channels. We would also love if you could help spread the word about the podcast, either by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or recommending the show to a friend. It doesn't take much time, but it really helps new listeners find us. And when you're done listening to this episode, make sure you head over to onefabday.com for your daily fix of real weddings, trend posts, and practical planning guides. We've got some terrific features coming up on the site this week, if we do say so ourselves. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.